0: Are you working in a toxic workplace? Well, we're going to talk about what to do about it right here, right now on Polly Campbell Simply Said. Hello, 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 and welcome to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well do good and be happy and those things can be hard to do if we are stuck in a toxic work environment and it seems like a lot of people are right now according to the statistics one in five Americans say they are working in a toxic office and what does that mean well it means they're experiencing harassment or they're being bullied there's ostracism there are things happening When people go to work that causes an intense psychological strain that can lead to stress and burnout, mental health issues, right? Think about if we're spending eight to 10 hours a day on the job and we feel like we're being emotionally battered, not only will that make us feel terrible about ourselves and stressed out, but it's not going to make us very productive at work. We probably will be less likely to get stuff done or engage with the team. Um, And it stifles creativity and innovation. It also makes people want to quit, which is one of the things we're seeing now, right, in this so-called great resignation. People are not putting up with it anymore. Due to COVID and changes at work, they've realized what they're willing to do and what they're not. And being bullied at work is something that a lot of people, when given the option, will do anything to avoid. And we're learning that now. People are taking a financial hit just to get out of those toxic situations. But man, it seems so widespread. And it's detrimental, not just to our mental health while we're at work, but it carries over to everything else we do. So what do we need to do what can we do right we need the job have you ever been in a toxic workplace I'm not now because I work by myself <laughs> I'm all alone here in the back desk but I have been before where there was some unpredictability uh hostility anger other things going on and it's really stressful you never knew what you're going to walk into every day and I, it also made me angry by the end of the day because then you leave feeling bad about yourself when I was just there to do my work right so what do we do if we're stuck in this cycle of a toxic work environment and yet we need the paycheck that's for real we can't all walk off the jobs so what does that look like well ultimately it comes down to the employers to create a culture that works for everybody at the office right yet sometimes the boss the supervisor the manager the employer is part of the problem. In that case, you might have to leave. You might have to create a different dynamic or a situation where you can be away from that person or in a different job altogether. But what's important for employers to listen, and maybe you are one, and I work with contractors all the time, I want the best people to work with me. And the best people are being drawn to the company culture that is creative and supportive and encouraging. 73% of the people surveyed said they would perform better and be more productive at a company that values healthy company culture. So it's worth learning about this, not only as a worker employee ourselves, but as a person who collaborates and works with other people. All right. So what do we do if we're stuck in this difficult situation because because many people are and many of those people cannot just walk out the door and let it slam behind us, right? We have to find a way to stay healthy and stay productive at work until we can create a better employment situation for ourselves or change the culture that we're in. Let's talk about that. So what do we do if we're stuck in the cycle where we are feeling, disrespected at work, where we're feeling like it's a toxic environment. First of all, let's sit back and define what that looks like for us, right? Sometimes we might just not want to go to work. Sometimes we may no longer be motivated for our job or we feel underappreciated, but that's more to do with our own feelings of burnout and stress around the job we're doing or the other things going on in our life than anything externally that's happening to us. Now burnout can be caused by having too much to do and not enough time to do that. That can be a management issue and if you're in the right kind of workplace you can talk to your supervisor or find some support from human resources or the mental health uh, staff at the company and just say hey i'm feeling strung out because of this and i'm headed towards burnout toxicity is something different it can be repeated burnout but it can be also that sense that you're being ostracized if you don't do more, or that you're not good at what you do, or you're devalued, or you or you have a passive-aggressive boss that you can't get a straight answer. From. I've been in a workplace where there was a ton of gossip. For some, that can make for a toxic environment. Unrealistic workloads, right? Non-constructive criticism, or other coworkers that are harassing or getting away with inappropriate behavior. Been there, done that too. If you feel like you're constantly walking on eggshells because you're afraid of always being fired or being penalized with pay, or opportunities are going to other people instead of you as a form of punishment, you could be in a toxic environment. And it's worth sitting back and reflecting for a minute before you try to make the changes to know what the challenge is for you and where you're coming from. It might even be worth talking to a therapist or a, a coach and saying, hey, here's what I'm experiencing. and am I burned out or other things going on here? Or is there something going on in the culture that's really having a toxic effect on me? It's good to know where we're starting, right, where we are on that spectrum. And then we know how to work the problem, what we can do about it. All right. So how can we deal with the toxic work environment? I'm going to give you some tips when we come back right here on Polly Campbell Simply Said on the best business network of ElectroCast. And we are back to Polly Campbell's Simply Said on the Best Business Network of ElectroCast. I'm Polly, and today we're talking about what to do if you find yourself in a toxic workplace. What if you're going to work and you're stressed out all the time because of the passive-aggressive boss or... Too much work and not enough time to do it, unrealistic expectations, mean coworkers, bullying, gossiping, clicking, right? Ostracism. More people than ever before are leaving those environments, especially after COVID. It's been called the great resignation because after they began working at home and remotely and removed themselves from that toxic workplace, they decided not to go back. They were no longer prepared to put up with it. And when surveyed, the MIT report found that it wasn't because of low pay that people were leaving. People were leaving because they were tired of feeling beaten down from a toxic work environment. I don't blame them. It's not a good thing. We spend so much time at work and a productive job, one where we feel like we're making a valuable contribution can be super satisfying, fulfilling, and part of living a happy life too. So how can we change or manage a toxic work environment? If we can't leave or at least leave right away, the first thing is to remember it's not your fault and you're probably not the only one. If you feel bullied at work or you're dealing with the unrealistic standards of a passive aggressive boss, talk to some people in the workplace you might trust because you're probably not the only one that's experiencing some difficulty there at work. And it feels good to know what people are experiencing. Also look outside the office. You don't wanna take all the office business (laughs) into the cubicle, right? Turn to people, talk to them, share with them. That's a social connection is a super important way to alleviate stress and get through any difficult situation, let alone one that's happening at the workplace. But if there are difficulties at work, if the environment is truly toxic, remember, it's not your fault. And while there probably are a few things you can do to make it a little easier, if it's a stomach issue, you may not be able to change it well enough to make it feel comfortable and safe. So be open to the idea of managing the day-to-day while you're looking for another opportunity. And then in the process of managing that, get out of the office when you can. Take your lunch break outside of the office. Go sit outside. Go for a walk. Do something that helps buffer the stress of the day and makes you feel better and gets you out of that difficult environment. It's okay to sit. boundaries. Often you may have a supervisor or a co-worker that, uh, is hard on you for taking a lunch break every day. That's okay. You don't have to work after hours. You don't have to skip lunch. I remember one time I would come in way early to do my work so I could get out of there earlier on the day. And a coworker who came in late every day really gave me grief about that. Her feeling was, why do you always leave at this hour? Well, because i had been there since five in the morning, right? So set your boundaries, know what you're doing, trust yourself, and explain that the breaks and the alternate schedules are a way to help you preserve your mental health so that you can be more productive and engaged at work. Stay out of the drama. I tell myself and my daughter this all the time. She's in school. She's a junior in high school. And there's always some drama, always somebody complaining or gossiping about one thing or another. There's nothing positive to be gained from that. And often when I'm caught up in that... I feel worse. I feel more stressed about the situation. It just accentuates the trouble I'm facing. So stay out of it. Stay focused on what you're there to do. Manage your mindset as well as you can. Take the breaks when you can to get out of the things that are beating you down and buffer yourself against stress. And remember, you won't be here forever, but don't add to the drama. Remove yourself from it. It makes it easier to manage on the day to day and along those lines mindfulness can really help. We talked to uh, Donald Altman uh, last week and you know he writes books about mindfulness and and he's taught me a lot about it too. But mindfulness is a really great way for me to stay in the moment, take some deep breaths, calm my mind, just become present. And the way I do that particularly when I'm under stress in a public place I will just sit there and quietly in my mind, pay attention to my thoughts and go through all the physical sensations. Instead of ruminating then about everything that's going on around me or the things that are feeling stressful or wrong or make me angry or upset, I'm really geared to noticing my thoughts and rooting myself in the body. What do my feet feel like on the floor? My fingertips feel feel cool against the top of the desk. I feel the weight of the body in my chair. I'm noticing the flicker of the cursor on the computer or better yet, look out the window if you have one and take a look at the greenery, that's a stress remover and just take in all the physical sensations. What do you smell? What do you see? What do you feel, the weight of it? What's aching in your body or what feels warm? By doing that kind of mindfulness, it roots us back in the present moment. And much of our stress and upset comes when we're projecting. We can't believe what he or she just did or we worry about what might happen and mindfulness can bring us back to that moment and give us a buffer against the stress of the day or the stress of the moment that can help at least in that second make it easier for us to get through. And that's really what we're working for here, right? We're, we're working at diffusing the moment that we're in So we don't get involved in the drama so that we don't get more upset than we already are. And and it's a way of de-stressing throughout the day, right? Just like taking a lunch break and maintaining your boundaries for your breaks and your lunches. And if you need to justify it, explain that it makes you healthier and the breaks help you do better at your job. Right? It's okay to have those boundaries in place and know that that's part of your responsibility and you can take care of yourself that way. Also, have some rituals, some things you're looking forward to in the day. I have a friend who worked in a job that just did not suit her. She didn't like the environment. She didn't like the work. She felt like it was a toxic work environment. What she really wanted to do was be a writer. So when she took those breaks, she put all of her energy to go off by herself and write her novel she wrote a whole book that way and it was published so find something that you do care about something that a hobby an activity like walking at your lunch break or something that really shifts your energy physically and emotionally into something that feels good Something that keeps you focused on your long-term goals. That will help you stay in a better state of mind and mindset. And it'll help you move towards something better, right? We have that tomorrow optimism, which I've talked about before, where when we are looking forward to something, we tend to be more optimistic today. So if you know that every lunch break, you're going to get, you know, 30 minutes to work on your novel or make a scarf or knit something for your husband, whatever it is, something that you enjoy doing, working out, then focus on that. Know that time is coming, protect that time and use that time when you're doing something that matters to you to uplift your mood and your mindset and to remind you that you have a lot going on outside of this work environment. You're not defined by this. Some experts suggest that you also have a ritual when you walk out of the office at the end of the day to like clean off the day, to move into something more positive as you're on the commute home, to clear out that negativity. Often after a hard day, even though I don't have a toxic work environment, there are things that go on that are stressful for me. I'll just go have a shower. My daughter does that too. After a hard day at school, when she felt like there was too much drama, she'll come and just physically rinse it off in the shower. My husband has a half hour commute, and he loves that time. He turns on his rock music. In fact, he turns it on so loud that he never hears when I'm calling to ask him to pick up the milk. That's a whole other show. But, but he turns on his rock music and just you know, rocks out on the way home so that he can clear away the stress of the day. Whether you're in a toxic work environment or not, I think finding a way to transition from one role into the next role is really powerful and really important. So create a ritual or an activity or something that helps you leave the office behind and engage in the next part of your day, which hopefully is, is a more positive experience. Okay, And finally, if you're in a toxic workplace where you don't feel like you can do your job well, where you don't enjoy your job, where you feel beaten up and beaten down and no longer productive, do yourself and probably the office a favor and plan your exit strategy. I've read this advice and research in many different publications. The people who are planning their departure actually do better while they're there. It's it's something else to focus on and think about. I was in a job that was very difficult for me for a whole lot of reasons. And, and part of it was some toxic uh, situations going on there. But I stayed a year after I decided to leave. And everything I did was an example of how I would run my business or how I wouldn't the things I wanted to do and the things I wouldn't do as I built my own business. So from then on, when I changed my thought pattern around it, it became a study in how to become an entrepreneur. And that made it easier to bear some of the ups and downs that were going on in that office. So think about what you want next. Think about the parts of this job, the things you're learning that you will take with you for good or for bad. Things that you've learned not to do, things that you've learned that are effective. And then prepare to leave. Keep this to yourself until you're ready, right? Don't don't burn bridges, but keep this in mind what you're looking for next, what kind of culture you want. Use the negatives so that you can answer those questions before you begin the search for the next opportunity. So often we get caught up in the transition and the move and we get excited and we forget to ever ask the questions like, how do you collaborate? Here is a team. What's the super, you know, what's the management structure like? How do the systems run? How do you deal with mental health issues and breaks and uh, vacation time at the new job? Because you don't want to leave the situation you're in now for one that turns out to be just like it. So this requires some self-reflection, some understanding of your own values, what matters for you, what You care about what you need to align with to feel satisfied and happy and healthy in your own life. And it's important to know those things. And then begin looking, reach out to your contacts and and slowly begin finding the next situation that's going to serve you. Now, if, if you like the nature of the work you're in, but it's the culture that's a problem, evaluate whether you can change it there or whether there is a structure in place to make a change. Is this a management issue? Can you move to a different department at the same company? And would that alleviate the change? Is this one man or woman who's your direct supervisor that's causing the problem? Or is it systemic? Is it through every branch? Is there a human resources department and an EAP plan that you can go to and get some mental health or coaching support so you can identify what's working and what's not so that you can either work to change it with HR or move on and know what you're looking for. It's okay to do that kind of research and in fact when you're in a difficult situation thinking about it methodically this way assessing the situation and reflecting on your skills and qualities and the things that are working for you and are not is an empowering position to be in. You don't want to jump from one bad situation to the next. But you also don't want to linger into a place that is toxic and stressful. And now is a unique time. More than ever before, our businesses are considering letting employees work fully remote or coming into the office one or two days a week. We have the technology to support that. And we understand the benefits of doing so. Studies show that remote workers actually are more productive if there's a collaborative environment and culture that's still set up through the business so it is possible to be collaborative and build a team through technology through ongoing zoom meetings and communication and and meeting for a beer after work or whatever it is so consider the solution perhaps you can offer a new situation or new idea that will help change the culture in a positive way and make it more bearable to stay. I'm going to put some of these ideas up on my column at polycampbell.substack.com so you can get a quick bullet list of some things to look out for if you're trying to figure out if it's you or if the environment is toxic and one you need to get out of. That'll just give you a checklist for things to think about as you're going through this process. I don't think there are any right or wrong answers when it comes to whether you stay or go, but I will tell you this. Life is too short for us to be hurt Hurt by other people. You don't have to stay in that. Jobs and relationships should not be harmful to our physical body, our emotional body, our health. And we know that stress is a killer, right? Life is too short. There are options out there. Empower yourself, learn the information, find help of the support in or outside of work, and then. If it feels like you need to leave to chase your dream, create your own business, feel healthier and happier in your life, then create your departure plan and be smart in how you do that. We can do this stuff, right? We can be empowered to make the change. I know too many people who stay in their comfort zones and boy, have I done that with certain assignments as well. Stay in their comfort zones because we know what we're doing, it's easier to bear. But in the long run, life is too short feeling bad, every day we spend a lot of time at work thinking about work managing work getting ready to work driving to work life is too short to be loaded with a level of stress we can move on we can find fulfilling work we can protect ourselves with good boundaries in the workplace and feel better I think it's worth looking at when we do that we will all live well do good and be happy